Welcome to the Marketplace Missionaries Podcast, where we help our audience integrate their faith into their work. My name is Donnie Swanepoel, and I'm here with my good friend Kai Jeans and our special guest today, Keith Matthews. Welcome, gentlemen. Happy to be here. Yeah, Keith, definitely glad you're here. Thanks for jumping on the podcast today. Hey, we are recording outside, so um, there's some birds chirping. It's really nice <laughs> weather outside, so just a heads up there. Yeah, man, it's a gorgeous Wednesday evening here in Little Rock, and um, birds are chirping. We've got a breeze going, and uh, we're ready to rock and roll and hear more about Mr. Keith Matthews. Well, Keith, man, if you don't mind, share just a little bit about yourself, and then what, what brought you to Little Rock? Yeah, happy to. So my name is Keith Matthews. Like they said, I recently just graduated from college in December 2022 from Wachita Baptist University. Um, I'm originally from Dallas, Texas, so I came to college on a swim scholarship, and I wanted to go to a faith-based college where I could learn to integrate business and faith, which is what this podcast is, which is awesome. And, you know, I ended up falling in love with Arkansas. You know, the Lord had had his plans, and I thought I knew what I was going to do and where I was going to be, and I quickly learned that I am not in control, and I got humbled in a great way, and that's what led me to Little Rock, and I'm excited to be here. So happy to be here and be on this podcast with both of you. Awesome, man. Well, there's a lot to unpack in that statement you just gave us, but first question, are you a Dallas Cowboys fan? The truth is yes. I'm a huge Dallas Cowboys <laughs> fan, and I say that with a little bit of sadness because it is brutal being a Cowboys fan. I mean, I... I buy into it every year, but I know they're going to fail us in the in the playoffs. But I am a big Dallas Mavericks fan, and I, ha- I have a little more hope in that. So, yeah, you know, growing up in Arkansas, been an Arkansas fan all my life. I, I can I can sympathize for that, man. Uh, you know, we always look like the next year is going to be the year, and then it's just not. <laughs> it's not. So. <laughs> okay, so take us back to your your childhood memories growing up. Did you grow up in a Christian family, or what did that kind of look like for you? Yes, so I did grow up in a Christian family, and I'm very happy to say that because that definitely helped me grow my roots and mature my faith. So I grew up in Carrollton, Texas, which is a suburb of downtown Dallas, probably 20 minutes outside of downtown. And yeah, so I grew up, and since I was born, I've been going to First Baptist Carrollton. So that's where my family that's where my parents got married. That's where I grew up. I'd been there all the way since I graduated high school. So I got to learn, you know, what it looked like to go to church as a kid and not really understand the message, but, you know, go to the Sunday school, learn about, you know, Noah on the ark and everything. And just as I grew up, I I got curious and I started to ask questions. And I think by the time I was about six or seven, I really started to take, take the faith and make it my own. And understand a little more about the gospel but obviously as i've continued i've matured in different ways go ahead kai oh i just really love hearing um the stories i feel like a bunch of people we've had on the podcast have had a similar story where it's like hey i just had really good christian parents i was raised in the church and i came to christ really early and it's like i just think it's really encouraging to hear like there are still like christian families out there that are really living it out for the gospel and like pouring into their kids yeah, man, shout out to your uh, mom and dad for just planting those gospel seeds day in, day out, you know, growing up. So that's pretty incredible to you. Definitely. Yeah, I'm thankful for them. And, you know, as I think back, I, I'm thankful for all my family's friends and friends' mothers who would drive us all to church on Wednesday or keep us motivated to, hey, you should sign up for this church camp. You should go do this and that. Because I think just being at the church, you don't realize it when you're so young, but you pick up on so much that 
combats the secular world we live in. So at what age did you get into swimming? Yeah, that's a great question. So I got into swimming really young. So I have two older siblings, and we all started doing summer league swimming. Man, I was probably doing lessons in someone's backyard when three or four, I mean, really young. And I started to do the summer league, you know, when I was in elementary school, and then I, you know, kept at it. I got into high school swimming, and then I really started to pick up junior year of high school when I got quick. I, I broke some school records, and I realized, like, oh, wow, maybe I could do something with this. That's awesome. So you're a pretty tall dude. So did you do short distance or long distance? Yes, I did short distance. So, I mean, being tall and lanky helps you out in any, any event in, this, in the swim world. But for me, I do not have endurance. I'm built with that, you know, quick t- quick twitch fiber, and I, I can't hold up at all. So I do the 50 free, 100 free, 100 fly, and I'm just lights out until I die. So that's kind of that's kind of what I'm good at. What so what kind of what kind of led you? You mentioned earlier that you wanted to integrate your your faith into business, but why OBU? That's a great question, you know. And honestly, I'd never heard of OBU growing up, you know, in Dallas, it's, it's not that prominent, but as I started to apply to colleges and I actually came to OBU on a swim visit for scholarship. So, so. <laughs> We've got a big old Texas truck outside of the house yeah. and he just <laughs> got it started. So it's pretty funny, man. Welcome to Arkansas where <laughs> our trucks are bigger than, I don't know. <laughs> He's going around. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we live in a cul-de-sac, and so he's uh, he's making his turn, and so you will hear him round two year in a couple of minutes. <laughs> the good awesome. thing is that was the way up the hill, so that's true. Maybe a little quieter going down. Yeah, yeah, we we yeah. should be good now. Yeah, see, he's cruising. He's he's <laughs> idling out. That's Arkansas for you. Yeah, yeah. So back to OBU. So I I actually heard of OBU a little bit through people. From my church who went there and I came to OBU my senior year of high school on a visit to tour swim program get to meet some of the business professors and I went to I grew up going to public school my whole life so I was never in a private Christian school or anything and that was good because they got to test my faith in some ways and I got to cling to my friends who you know would go to church were rooted like me but I wanted to go to a Christian college just because I wanted to learn about what does it look like to have education and faith you know, integrated. So that was a big want of mine. And then it just so happened, hey, I could get a swim scholarship and go do it also. Mm. I also grew up in the public schools, so I can attest. Uh, I did not do a good job at fighting the world. I wasn't a Christian. <laughs> but that, I really liked that transition of like, hey, yeah. I was in the public schools and wanted to go private. If I could go back now, I definitely would have would have picked a private college as well. I went to state school, which which was great in its own ways, but it's a lot lot similar to uh, public schools in that sense. And I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm, I'm crying. My my throat's just really sore. Man, Keith is moving you, man. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want anyone to be like, man, why is this guy crying? He just said he's going to OBU. But um, Kai does have a heart, by the way. I, I do. I do. It's uh, getting bigger every day. So uh, when it came to, like, what you learned from, like, a gospel aspect in the business world, like, what did OBU teach you there? Like, I'm really curious on that just because like, I didn't get that in my, in my business classes. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think freshman year, first business class ever, 
they really wanted us to figure out like what's your mission statement like what are your values how are you going to live this out in college but also in the workplace and i think they did a good job of keeping the education centered on you know textbooks what you need to learn and your finance courses or whatever but then the professors would give personal examples on hey this is how it looks to you know maybe live out a Christian faith in the workplace. You want to treat everyone equal. You know, you don't want to bend the rules to, you know, profit from it. You want to, you know, kind of look through business in a biblical perspective. And it's definitely not the easiest thing to learn, but I think it's just the the more you hear about it, the more you put it in practice with, you know, you in college and as you enter the workforce, it, it can kind of help expand. When you transition from high school to college, was there a season in your life where your faith was really tested with, with any specific challenges? Yes, it, it was. And I, I'm actually going to hop back to when I was younger because I definitely, that was my biggest test. So I don't mind sharing. But when I was eight years old, my mom actually passed away. She, she had cancer and she had brain tumor and that was, you know, terrible and a huge tragedy. And it really, you know, left a hole in your heart. And I, the, anyone who's lost a loved one or parent or, you know, sibling can attest to like, you know, that's your family, right? That hurts. And so, you know, looking back on it, I'm so thankful I didn't take that opportunity to blame God and run from God. I took that opportunity to realize nothing else can fill it but the Lord, right? So, you know, I, I use that time to you know, obviously grow close to my family and friends, but that's just a huge part of my story. So that was one of my biggest struggles or, you know, turning points. But as I progressed, you know, looking back on it, I think junior and senior year of high school is when I really started to take my faith as my own and Mm -hmm. really practice it and get in the word daily. Um, I had a great, you know, youth pastor friend. He's doing my wedding, uh, Sterling Shanks. And we would have a Bible study Monday morning at Chick-fil-A every week. That's incredible, man. And we we have had so many episodes on this podcast highlighting the importance and the value of having a godly man mentoring you or a godly woman mentoring you because, you know, I'm a, I'm a product of that. A guy kind of took me under, under my, under his wing early in college and, I think same same thing happened to Kai as well as numerous others that, you know, have, have listened to this. And so how did he help you specifically grow in your relationship with Jesus? Yeah, that's a great question. I think obviously in the scripture, but he also sparked my curiosity in Timothy Keller. You know, we'd read the reason for God and really think about how can you back up your faith, right? If someone asks you, you know, the Bible's not real, like, what do you do in that scenario? Do you actually cling to it or do you run from it? But I think he really helped me learn how to read scripture and apply it. You know, I feel like a lot of times people will read scripture and just brush over it and move on with their day, move on with their life. But he really sat in it and talked about like, okay, how are you going to apply this? How Mm. does it affect your life as a high school male living in the world in public school? Right. So and then another thing is, you know, he's just a great leader. He helped me learn leadership. And I was fortunate enough um, to intern at the church in the youth ministry for one summer. So I got two, three months to work under him Mm. and see how that worked. And, you know, just learn more about not only my faith, but okay, now I'm trying to preach it to people in middle school and high school. And how does that work? The application piece for me, I believe 
is in mine and your generation, Keith, semi kind of you. I'm kind know. of older, so yeah, yeah, no, no offense, yeah. Yeah, kind of you, but like really more, I'd say, I think you, your generation didn't get this, but I, I think our generation misses the application, and not just biblically speaking. I think, I think we have a very smart and like dedicated to like learning uh, group around our age. But I really think the application is where uh, our group misses it. So that's awesome to hear. Like, and it's the same for me. Like, Donnie, I mean, you you've mentored me a little bit, and so has Bill. Like, I think we always come back to like, okay, so what are what are we gonna do? Like, you can know what to do, but if you don't do it, like, there's like, why do you know it? So when you say missing kind of the applicational piece, like, what do you mean by that? What what aspect for your generation specifically? Are you missing? I would just say like not putting it into practice, like uh, I, taking the knowledge and then putting that into practice. Yeah, and I mean, just for me, like the health and fitness industry is the easiest to compare it to. Like, I think we can all sit here and say, "Man, I don't need to eat a chocolate cake every day. I don't need to hit the gym every day." And you know, like I, I know a bunch of people in my life. They're like, "Yeah, man, I really need to hit the gym every day. It, it helped me out. I know I feel better better in the morning. I just don't want to." Right? Like, there's no application beyond like. Yeah, I have the knowledge. I know what to do to get fit. I don't want to. Um, so it's kind of like a – I don't want to use the term lazy because I don't really know if that's it. But just a, a – I think it's a fear of wanting to try and fail, yeah. honestly. That's where I think it is. And I think um, – and we'll get into the gospel here. But um, I think it comes from like a not having a security in Christ. Like for me, I'm, I'm down to fail. Like if I fail, I mean, you can't take anything that I can't – you can't take anything that I really care about away because all I really care is about the gospel. But I think, like, our generation being so lost, you know, like, they are afraid to fail. So, like, why, I, I think that's why they don't want to apply this information that they're getting. Yeah, that's a good point. And so I think discipline also plays a huge part in that, not only in working hard, being successful at work, but also in our personal lives and our relationship with the Lord. And so... When you transitioned from high school to college, how did you how did you keep growing? It sounded like you had a good mentor in high school, but then what did that look like in college? Yeah, I think in college, going into freshman year, especially you know, going to be a student athlete and swimming in college, I was a little worried of okay, I've really got to devote time to this, or my faith is going to be lacking, right? And that's something I didn't want. So I'm a pretty disciplined person by nature. You know, I thank my dad and my family for that. He was very much. I grew up in a household where it was like, do your best, be diligent, be disciplined, and that was helpful. So, man, I just got my Bible every day. I mean, I'd get out of morning practice at 6, 30, 7 a.m., and before class, I'm finding time in the Bible. And then as I progressed in college, you know, there were Bible studies that some of my professors would lead at their house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Chris Bruni is a great example. He's my finance professor, but he's also a man of faith and he devoted his time to mentor men like me. So that was just amazing to get to learn in the classroom, but then go to Bible study related to college students where we can talk about application, the word, how we need to use it in our lives. So I think part of it was just growing up as a man of God and being like, okay, I got to do this on my own. Right. But then there's also the aspect of you need community. So I think I just had to find new community. So, in, you know, kind of transition into your latter years of college, uh, what, what made you decide to go to Little Rock? I mean, you're, you're from the Big D, 
<laughs> now you're moving to Little Rock, man. There's not a whole lot out there. That is a great question. And a lot of people were like, why are you moving to Little Rock, you know? And I would say, completely honest, I never planned on it, right? I mean, I can, I'm happy to share, like, I had multiple job offers in Dallas. You know, that's where my family's from. That's where my fiance's family's from. It's, it was the easy route, right? But I really committed, honestly, six to nine months before I graduated. I'm going to pray about this probably every day as much as I can because I know I need help, right? I don't want to make this huge decision just based off of, salary or my wants or my needs but where does the lord really mm. want me and you know it, it's a crazy story but really this little rock opportunity came up out of nowhere with like a month month and a half before i graduated from the dean of the business school he's like hey i know the ceo in little rock i know this company called tempest realty they're a great company you should you should go you should meet you should meet with them and i trust him because you know he's a mentor not only classroom but in faith I, tr I trust you I'm gonna do it and you know I really just prayed about it hard and I talked to my fiance and you know we she ended up and I Little Rock sounds kind of nice I, you know she's gonna be a nurse she she loved all the opportunity here in Little Rock and the slower pace of life a little but also yeah. the beautiful side of life with nature and everything so kind of a roundabout way but I mean neither of us really thought this was gonna happen but here we are so you mentioned your fiance earlier. So tell us a little bit about it. Yes. So I'm engaged. Where did, where did you meet? And then you're engaged when you're getting married. Yes. So we met back in Dallas the summer before our senior year of high school. She went to a different school to me. We met through church friends and I never heard of her before we went into senior year. And, you know, we, we became friends. Eventually we started dating. But we were really like, we're about to go to different colleges. How's this going to work? So she went to University of Arkansas. I went to OBU. So, you know, we dated and said, let's try this long distance thing. I mean, I could, I, I, I date with the intent for marriage, which I think is lost in our generation mm. and is crucial. And we made it work. We, you know, dated for three and a half, four years in college, depending on when she graduated. I proposed in December 2022. Happy to say next week, June 2nd, I'm getting married, so I'm looking forward to it. That's awesome, man. Congrats. That's that's big time. Yeah, definitely congrats on that. Um, I really like a statement you just made, too. Like, you made it work. Um, and I do think that, like, our generation, and really that bleeds into even, like, my parents' generation, like, not wanting to make it work because it's easy. Like, what's the hard thing to do is make it work. So I just commend you on that, especially long distance. I don't know if I could do long distance. Like I think that's really tough. So I just commend you on that, man. So, thank you. Yeah, it was it was a grind, but you know, I I truly, you know, I fell in love with her. I saw potential, and you know, we made it work. But yeah, yeah. So so practically speaking, again, what are some principles you would share with college grads in making it work, especially if they see a potential spouse? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say communication is huge. I mean, obviously for long distance, if we couldn't communicate, we wouldn't last a year. You know, I mean, we're living in different places by hours. So I'd say communication is huge. I'd also say just having a like-minded perspective on life, right? Like, what's your goal? Why are you on this planet? You know, if you, if you can't agree on, you know, your heart or do you share the common faith? Do you share common values? Do you want to raise a family? I feel like 
those are important questions. And a lot of people in their twenties might think that's, Whoa, why are you rushing into that? But I just, like I said earlier, I mean, I date with the intent for marriage and I try and not get caught up in what the secular world is doing nowadays with, you know, relationships. When you graduated from OBU in December, did you feel prepared to go into the business world as a Christian? Great question. Academically, I felt prepared enough. Like I knew I was going to need to pick up on things and learn, but you know, I grinded in college. You know, I took every class seriously. I graduated the 4.0, and I'm super proud to say that. And academics isn't everything, but I wanted to just learn as much as I could. Mm. So academically, I think yes. And I'm blessed with the opportunity to work in a you know workplace that shares common values as to what I have. But I think there's a lot of learning that I'm going through now, and that you know people in the corporate world are working at big companies. You know, you kind of got to learn of like where's your line and where are you going to, you know, hold firm to your beliefs and not get swept up in the tide of the world. And also how are you going to integrate that and not come off defensive, but just be loving like we're called to. Mm. Yeah. I, I would say that that is my biggest struggle. Um, just working at Amazon, which I'm very, I love Amazon. I can't say enough good things about it, but definitely like towing that line. Like I, I love them to death and I don't want them to think, by any means, like I, I would ever not love them. It is tough though, like especially being a young, young kid. Um, sometimes people do think like, "Always oh, being defensive." It's like I'm really not. Like I, I love y'all so much. So I would just commend you there too. Like, dude, just keep showing love. Like I got, uh, so I actually just got some new interns this week. Um, they started on Monday, and I was telling them, um, you know, so we're on this catwalk and we're looking at all the associates. And I was like, "What, what do y'all see right now?" And they're like, well, I'm, there's a bunch of boxes going down these lines. And I was like, so what are we doing in this operation? And they're like, well, we're, we're moving boxes. I said, me and you are not moving boxes. I said, we are not moving boxes whatsoever. That is not the business we are in. I said, we're in the business of managing people that are moving these boxes. And let me tell you what that means. You love them. You care for them. I was like, these are real people. Not like me and you are real people. These are real people with real families real issues and I really think in the it in a Christian sense of being in the workplace man just loving on these people especially the lost world I've seen so much joy in that man like my the associates that come by and they're like man you know you're just always in such a good mood when you talk to us it's like well I genuinely love y'all like y'all like my family so yeah man just just keep loving on them like all the people you see whether it's co-workers or not I just love them how would you what are some some principles you would share with, I guess, some juniors or seniors currently in college that are getting ready for that transition away from college into the real world and getting ready to integrate their faith into their work? What are some practical principles that you would share with them? That's a great question. I would say seek a mentor, right? Talk to people who are doing it currently through your church or however you can find them. But just, you know, asking people who know more than you, right? Because I'm happy to admit, like, I've been in the workplace four months. I don't have it figured out, right? Mm -hmm. But I would say practical principles could be, you know, kind of like what Kai and I were just talking about. Find your line. Find where, you know, you're not going to 
change your morals, your beliefs, mm. regardless of you know what's happening in the workforce or in the world. But I'd also say that it's okay if you work with people who have different beliefs than you, right? Because everyone's going to. But I think it's important to just realize like, hey, you are an ambassador for Christ and what you say, how you work, what you do matters and that you need to try and share the gospel through your actions. I think mm-hmm. one of the you know biggest ways is get, get in the word, you know, get a mentor and really just try and learn more about your craft, what industry you want to go into, but not get changed by the industry you want to go into. Mm. That is so good. We'll wrap up the first part with Keith Matthews, and then uh, next week we'll pick it back up with Keith in part two. So thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys. We'll not see, but we'll we'll hear (laughs) hear you all next week. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Talk to you later.